Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Why do you think you're here on this earth? I don't know. I feel like I was set out to make a difference. I love helping people and telling stories. I love hearing perspective of other people so I can have a like a good relationship with them. It's just, it just me. I like hearing conversations about people's life and how they live it. Like how I can compare myself to a, like a completely different lifestyle that I've never known before. So it's just really fascinating learning about how other people live their life differently than I do. Previously in Greater Boston. The projected winner of the Red Line special election for mayor is Emily Bespin. I can leave clues for Louisa. Maybe if she likes my little game, she'll eventually forgive some of the stuff I did. His boneheaded clues point directly to all those beat the chess masters in Harvard Square. But he's clearly not going to be there, right? Do you want to get dinner sometime? Yeah, sure. Some crazy-ass postman gave me this letter from Leon addressed to Dimitri and Nika. I know Nika. I'll deliver it to her. This week in Greater Boston, episode 32, to seek out new life and new civilizations. Isabel couldn't believe she was here. She couldn't believe she had lost the election to that deranged woman. She couldn't believe she had accepted a gift from Charlotte Lindsay Coolidge. It had been strange enough to receive a call from the lame duck mayor, desperately seeking a Klingon translator of all things, though that had been no stranger than those canisters dropping all across the city in the first place. And then Charlotte turned up at her car apartment the next morning, looking even more beat than Isabel felt, with wrinkled clothes and bags under her eyes. Hmm. You look like you had a worse night than I did. Overseeing a close election isn't for early risers, and then that thing with the tubes happened. Well, you might as well come on in. I expect this will be the last of our little tete-a-tetes. Have a seat where you like. I brought scotch. I know it's early, but... I'll get glasses. And I have something for you. I wanted it to be a congratulatory gift, but under the circumstances, I hope it might do you some good anyway. Are these tickets to Trekopalooza? It's this weekend at the Heinz. You deserve a day for yourself after all of this. Hmm. I'll take it. 
Thank you. A toast? What is it they say? May the f- Nope. Uh-uh. Oh, oh, right. It's, um, li- live long and prosper. <laughs> That's the one. And now, here she was, at the Heinz Convention Center, decked out in her best Starfleet uniform. Anonymous for the first time in ages. It was difficult to be here, of course. Such a large building, so many people in such an open space. But the costume helped. The visor blocked out so much, hid the high ceilings from view, boxed in her frame of vision. Playing as Geordi, she imagined herself safely ensconced in a Jeffrey's tube, on her way to recalibrate the plasma charge induction coils. It was just enough to make the space endurable. She'd hoped Isaiah would be here with her. He'd brought her to Trek conventions in the past, humored her geeking out over her favorite cast members. He'd even dressed up as Jean-Luc Picard one year. But not this year. He had somewhere to be. A friend who needed his help. Help with what? Don't worry about it, Aunt Izzy. I'll see you tonight. After an exchange like that, she's not supposed to worry. But she resolved to set her worry aside, if only for today. Today was for her. Today was for Star Trek. Do you like Star Trek? Uh, yeah. Yes. It's okay. I don't dislike it, but I've got no thoughts about it whatsoever. I don't. I have not watched it. I met Walter Koenig, actually, at, like, a convention. I went right up to him, and I said, well, I can check off my bucket list. I haven't watched any Star Trek. Star Trek? No. No? No, sorry. It's okay. Do you know anything about it? No. Um, Star Trek is, like, Star Wars type of movie, right? It sounds more like War in the Sky, so it's like... They made it like you're having a war, but it's like they're battling in outer space. I guess it's got attached to it more than Star Wars for some reason. And my mom liked it. I've sadly never watched it, but I've also never seen Star Wars, so nobody can, like, say I have a bias. I know it's not Star Wars. (laughs) It's true, it's not. This is Chuck Octagon reporting live from Boston Trekapalooza, where New England's Trekkers and Trekkies celebrate their favorite long-running utopian sci-fi franchise. I am not just here as a reporter, I am here as a fan, which is short for fanatic. Though not in the religious sense. Trekkers don't protest funerals or bomb medical clinics. It just means that we like a particular thing a lot. And that thing is Star Trek. Like many of my fellow fans here at Trekapalooza, I am engaging in the popular subcultural pastime known as cosplay, along with my husband, Andy Wood. In appreciation of Star Trek Discovery's milestone inclusion of the franchise's first main cast gay couple, I am dressed today as Chief Engineer Paul Stamets. And I'm Hugh Culber. I don't really know who that is. He's the ship's doctor, don't worry about it, he's cool. And in my headcanon, the show didn't stupidly toss him over in a gratuitously edgy reveal that spoiled a wonderful character dynamic while adding nothing of value to the plot. Does, does that mean I'm dead? Also with me this morning is Trekapalooza's convention organizer, Tyrell Fredericks. Hello! So, Tyrell, how long have you been involved in Star Trek fandom? Oh, about six months. Ever since the Trekapalooza organizing committee hired me for, to coordinate local logistics. Oh, so you're not a fan? How did you get involved in the convention? Earlier this year, I launched an event planning business specializing in high-complexity coordination, particularly for events in Redline. Since Trekapalooza is such a large-scale undertaking, the organizing committee saw that my skills would serve their needs. That's Tyrell Frederick's event planning. It's 
Tyrellific. That's a terrible slogan. Yeah, I know. And that's the story from Trekapalooza. I'm Chuck Octagon for 7 News Boston. Hey, um, before you go, can I ask you a favor? I'm trying to get a hold of Nika Stamatis. I know you just interviewed her, so I thought maybe... Sorry, pal. I don't give out contact info to random stalkers. I'm not. I have something for her. A letter. Uh Uh-huh. It's from her brother, Leon. I'll be sure to tell her. Come on, Andy. Let's go meet Tim Russ. Tell me again why I'm dressed like this. Louisa. Computer. What? You have to call me Computer. It's my code name. Ugh, fine. Computer? Why do I have to wear this ridiculous jumpsuit? You're undercover. As Spock? To Paul. But I've got pointy ears. I thought Spock was the one with pointy ears. All Vulcans have pointy ears. Wow, you're really getting into this, huh? I'm into my job, and if we're doing the undercover thing, I want to do it right. I did a triple truckload of research for this. Do we even know he's here? Uh, He's here. He checked in under one of his aliases, Renee McCoy. I've got a close eye on the security feeds now. It'll be hard to spot him in such a huge crowd, but swear to God, I'm going to pin that asshole down. Oh, fluff. Computer, we have a problem. I just saw Isabel Powell. Here? She had a thing across her face, so I can't be 100%, but it sure looked like her. Dang it, Charlotte told me she bought Isabel tickets to a show... I never considered it might be this show. Should we warn her what's going down? Mm, I think we shouldn't. Let's stay focused. We can talk to her after. All these costumes sure aren't helping. A lot of people have their faces completely covered. You think he thought to cover his face? I didn't think to put gloves on to plant evidence, so I'm going to say no. Philip West knew he shouldn't be here. He shouldn't be in public. But he never missed Trekapalooza. Trekapalooza was his day, and he especially couldn't miss this year. With Discovery on the air, it was time to finally do his dream cosplay. Phil was finally going to be Harcourt Fenton Mud. And not the new Mud, not the Rain Wilson Mud. No shade to Wilson, he was great. But if Phil was going to be Harry Mud, he was going back to roots, back to devious, puckish, mustachioed Roger Carmel. That was the Mud for Philip West. Besides, Wilson went full beard for his mud, and Phil wasn't a beard kind of guy. No, Carmel's devilish little mustache was as much as Phil could stand to have on his face. And he'd be the only one dressed as TOS mud, too. Just like that one guy at Comic-Con who showed up in full Cesar Romero in the immediate wake of the Dark Knight. That guy was a hero. And Phil was determined to do it right, just like him. He really needed to get into the cosplay contest. This was his year. He was sure of it. Hello? Hey, uh, yeah, it's Marlo. Marlo from Craigslist. Only I'm not on Craigslist. Uh, I'm, on, I'm on your phone because, you know, you said I should call instead of using the emails. You know, well, anyway, you got me sitting out here on the sidewalk looking for that friend of yours? I know who you are, Marlo. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, it's good to be remembered, because especially by, you know, guys that hire you to do stuff, that means I got a better chance of being hired later to do more stuff. Phil had wanted Guy to make the contact, but Guy never did any job so public. Guy was paranoid to a fault, even in pointing Phil toward this Marlowe character. You may contact him via his Craigslist advertisement. Do not tell him I directed you to his ad. Do not tell him my name. 
Do not tell him that you and I are acquainted. Provide him with the details for this job and only this job. Do not encourage him to ask questions. If he does, do not answer them. Are we just chatting, or did you actually have something to tell me? Oh, well, the thing is, uh, you know, you got me out here looking for that friend of yours, the lady by the chessboards. Only, there's no lady by the chessboards. Well, I mean, actually, there's lots of ladies by the chessboards. It's, it's in the middle of Harvard Square, for God's sake. There's ladies all over the place. Yeah, gentlemen, too. Ladies and gentlemen, just walking back and forth all around the square. Yeah, I guess that makes sense, though. I mean, it's a nice place. Lots to look at. You know, if you're into that sort of thing, just looking at stuff. Anyway, it's half past now, and your lady ain't showed up. Look, Marla, just stay put, okay? You're there early. She's not due for another half hour. Well, yeah, that's true. I am early. I'm a half hour early. It's only polite. So, if it's a half hour early, and a person isn't where they're supposed to be, like a half hour later, they're late. Um, yeah. If you say stay, though, I'll stay. Uh, you only paid me for two hours, so if it takes more than two hours, you still gotta pay me for the extra time. I mean, that's only fair. This is America, after all. And in America, a man's gotta get paid for the hours he works. That's the law. You'll get paid. Just sit tight and get that note to Louisa. Phil replayed his own assurances in his head. It was still early, but he kind of agreed with Marlowe. He thought Louisa would be there the first thing in the morning, staking out the location, waiting to get the drop on Phil, who of course wouldn't be there. But maybe she was playing it cool. Maybe she was planning to show up the last possible second, try to make Phil feel like she didn't really care, was only half-heartedly playing the game. But she would play. He was sure of it. She's too into her whole detective thing. She won't be able to resist. She'll be there. She'll definitely be there. I can't even fucking believe you. What? You could have cosplayed Dingledork Wesley Crusher. He's perfect for you. It doesn't work. Everyone assumes you're being ironic. I have to give you points for consistency. Even when you cosplay, you cosplay as a scent wipe. Tom Paris isn't a scent wipe. He got himself demoted. He was trying to save an ocean world. He had lizard babies with Captain Janeway, like a creepy Zeus OG fuckboy. That was a deeply misguided episode. Okay, fine. Why Tom Paris? He has a rich inner life, a playful spirit of adventure, and a noble resistance to authoritarianism. Dimitri, he's a doofus. Okay, fine, he's a doofus. But he knows he's a doofus. Hey, the post-Peridian radio players are doing a gender swap performance of Plato's stepchildren in 20. Ooh, sweet. After that, let's hunt down Chuck. I know he's here somewhere. Isabel! Hey, Izzy! Oh, me! I'm so glad you're here. Me? I'm glad you're here. I was worried you'd go into hiding and just spend months beating yourself up. This is so much better. Exactly what you need. I wasn't sure you'd even pick up the phone after I'd ghosted everyone for so long. You were a little occupied. We understand. That's an amazing Maya study you've got going on there. I spent three months putting this costume together. Well, it's uncanny. You look just like her. If I didn't know any better, I'd think you were on Star Trek Odyssey yourself. Oh, hey, I saw that Chuck Octagon dingus wandering around with a cameraman in tow. I expect you'll want to avoid him. Oh, Lord, yes. Last thing I want today is an ambush interview in my Starfleet uniform. 
Hopefully the visor is disguised enough to fool him. I'd be surprised if it isn't. Are you sure we're okay? I know I haven't been the easiest friend the past few months. Or any kind of friend at all. I got so caught up in what I was doing. Even before Isaiah, before the trouble with Isaiah. I let myself get consumed. and I, I let everything else go. Look, Isabel, I can't speak for all our friends. But I can tell you how I felt. I felt proud. I felt astonished. You were doing something important, something that needed to be done. And yeah, I was sad that you didn't have time for dinner parties and board game night. And I was super bummed that we didn't get to watch the Discovery premiere together. But I got it. I was rooting for you. I sure as hell voted for you. And let me just say right now, fuck the bejesus out of anybody who didn't. Those ignorant, racist, bubblegum swallowers. Really, Isabel, I'm sorry you lost. But also, I'm glad that you're back. I missed you. Thank you, Omi. So, where to first? Here's a full-size replica of the Bridge of the Defiant. Yeah, let's go sit in the captain's chair. I... hadn't really thought about it like that. Uh, I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. No. The thought would have come anyway. At least now I can be prepared for it. But you know what? I think I do need to go sit in that captain's chair, just for a minute. Any luck? I'm scanning the panel discussion audiences. Things are more orderly since everyone's in chairs. Gemma? Terrell? What the fluff are you doing here? Wow, you're just running into people all over. Oh, I'm the event planner. I had no idea you were into this sort of thing. Oh, yeah. I'm a real Trekkus. Trekkie. Trekkie. It's Trekker. Yes, thank you, random blue person, for that correction. <sighs> Freaking norm. I assume you heard about everything at Third Sight. Ugh, I'm all over Third Sight. And by the way, good on you for walking away before the schnitzel hit the fan. I wouldn't have guessed you had the nerve. A lot changed after you left. So it seems. I don't suppose you remember Michael Tate? He you hired him just before your departure? I don't want to be so presumptuous as to say he's my friend, but he was kind to me. I'm worried about him. Who is this guy? He seems sweet. Oh, yeah, I know Michael. He helped me out with some stuff. But Michael is missing. Like, officially. I know. He's a priority, and I'm pursuing a lead. If I find him, I'll let you know. Thank you. And, and this is more of a long shot, but I don't suppose you know Michael's friend Nika? Ugh. Funny you should ask that. I just met her the other day. She's... Confidential. It's really something. I have something of hers. I asked Chuck Octagon for help, but he didn't take me very seriously. I can get it to her, whatever it is. Do you want me to pass it along? I know a friend of hers. I would like to deliver it myself, actually. I owe her a thank you. Really? Her? Hey, now... She saved my life. On purpose? Well, no. She doesn't even know she did it. That makes more sense. You're just being mean. If you could just pass word along to her that I'd like to see her, I'd really appreciate it. Sure thing. I owe you a conversation too, actually. Now isn't the time to go into it, but I owe you an apology. Maybe we could get tea one day and discuss it? 
I guess. I don't really know what you're on about, though. I know. But I'd like to come clean. I think I owe you that. Okay, computer. You know I can't actually answer your questions and pretend I don't have you in my ear at the same time, right? I'm new at this. (sighs) Hey, I've got eyes on him. For fuck's sake, is he trying to make it this easy? What? He's literally on stage right now in a costume contest. Stupid, of course he's dressed as Harry Mudd. That's his favorite. Seriously, he's into someone whose name is Harry Mudd. We've got him. Get our people into position. Hot damn. Let's do this. So let me see if I get all this straight. Real Nika wants nothing to do with you. Fake Nika is desperately trying to find you, but you're hiding out from fake Nika and desperately trying to find real Nika? That about sums it up, yep. Sentwipe here's got a complicated life. I didn't used to. If only I'd stuck to squatching. Squatching? Yeah, let's not fuck that pony, okay? We'll be here all day. I've met fake Nika. She seems on the level. Why are you messing with her? I'm not. She's a friend. She's protecting me from breach of contract by making the show about me. If I can keep the chase going, that works out for her because the show is good and she gets to be the star. But if she finds me, then I have to go back. And that's the last thing I want, at least not until I can talk to Nika. Real Nika, I mean. My sister. I mean my real sister, not my fake sister from television. That tracks. But I can't just give out her information. Journalistic principles and all. I'll ask her permission, but she may be hard to get a hold of given the transition she's in the middle of. I have to ask, did you really catch D.B. Cooper? I found him. I didn't catch him, but I solved the mystery. Wow. That's the dream right there. I guess, depending on your line of work. Oh, I, I see the other guy who's been looking for your sister. What? Where? Hey, Tyrell Ithic, you want a Nika Stamatis? Well, you're moderately in luck. This is her brother, Dimitri. What? Dimitri Stamatis? That's me. It's addressed to you, too. What is? The letter. All right, Captain Cryptic, maybe you want to move along with dropping the whole load instead of just expecting us to sit here catching pellets? Uh, what? Uh, Huh? Spit it out. You can do it. Right, right. I have a letter addressed to you and Nika from Leon. You do? Why? How? Someone gave it to me because they knew I'd met Nika once. But it's for me. It's for both of you. Can I have it? I hope to give it to Nika in person. Well, you can give it to me in person. You're not the one who saved my life. That's okay. Clearly you've got a story there. I respect that. But you've got a letter for me from my brother who died. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Here, this is it. But when you see her, could you just tell her that I said thank you? I will. I promise. I assume she'll know what that's about. No, not even a little. But I guess that's all right. Weird guy. Oh, yeah, Mr. Lizard fucking Squatch Hunter is going to talk about who's a weird guy. You want to go somewhere to read your letter? I want to. Sure, we can. But I don't think I should. It's addressed to both of us. Together. I think that's how we have to read it. I can't leave her out of this. Okay, yeah. I think that's maybe a pretty good decision. Thank you. Let's go see who won the cosplay contest. If it wasn't Mirror Universe Morn, I'm going to have to punch someone's dick. Can you tell me one thing that you know about it? I know that it's meant to be in a sort of post-scarcity utopia, and that was a lot of the goal. The, the main directive, I think it is. Prime directive. Prime directive. Yeah. That uh, 
they don't interfere with uh, civilizations that aren't ready for that kind of contact. The hopefulness for the future and the desire to tackle really complicated moral questions that like science fiction is not about big explosions for Star Trek. I know Kirk and Spock is a thing. It's like the first slash pairing ever, the origin of the term slash. So, that's the seat of power, huh? Well, a seat, anyway. You look good in it. I feel good in it. Shall I take the helm? Yes, Lieutenant. Please do. Aye, Captain. Lay in course for Deneb 4. Warp factor 5. Course laid in, Captain. Engage. <laughs> Status report? Captain, we appear to have fallen out of warp. Scanners are picking up an anomaly off the starboard side. On screen. What do you make of that, Lieutenant? Some sort of barrier? Sensors are reading solid matter, Captain. Hi. Uh, pardon me. Oh, holy hell! I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just had to ask. Are you... You're Isabel Powell, aren't you? Uh... I'm sure you were hoping you wouldn't be recognized. I I know how that is. But when I realized it was you, I had to come say hello. But you're Tim Russ. I'm a fan. I mean, of course I'm a fan. I just have to tell you, your campaign was inspirational. You probably don't think anyone's paying attention in the rest of the country, but Redline is such a unique place. And your campaign was like, like a bonfire. It was impossible not to watch. Not to be moved by it. For all the good it did. All the good it did is a hell of a lot of good. I lost. Of course you lost. Look at what you were up against. I mean, what could you do? Hand over your nephew? It wouldn't have mattered. If you gave up on his innocence, then you would have been blamed for his guilt. Either you're protecting a criminal or you made him one. Never mind that he's innocent. He wouldn't have been in trouble in the first place. Do you see? It's my fault he became a target. It's because I ran. It's because I thought I could be... It's not your fault that people are shitheads. It's my fault Emily Bespin is mayor. That's... that's what I accomplished. Charlotte wasn't great, but at least she had some sense of decency. What do we have now? George Wallace and a baseball team. I could have left well enough alone. Was well enough actually well enough? Well enough is never well enough. Never. But it still would have been better than what it is now. Lindsay Coolidge wouldn't have won either. She had that Chelmsley guy hanging around her neck like an albatross. You think Bespin wouldn't have strangled her with it? She's the incumbent. She wasn't elected. And she's... what? That's an advantage. Her odds were better. But that doesn't mean they were good. So no matter what I did, I was bound to lose? Captain Kirk may not have believed in no-win scenarios, but that doesn't mean the rest of us don't have to live with them. It's the Kobayashi Maru. And what's the lesson of the Kobayashi Maru? Leadership means coping with loss. What else? Even when you can't win, you still have to try. (laughs) Exactly. And you did. And you will. I'm exhausted. A lot of other people aren't. People have been watching you. You know how many women of color have announced political runs in the past six months? I have no idea. Me either. But it's more than six months before that. You've done more than you realize. You've earned a rest. 
but you'll be back at it. Maybe not as mayor, maybe not as a politician, but you'll be back. Uh, pardon me, Mr. Russ. I've been asked to bring you back to the green room. There's some commotion on the convention floor, and we want to keep you secure until it's sorted. Thank you. Miss Powell, can I bring you back with me if you want to stay out of the ruckus? I think the ruckus is probably where I ought to be. I thought as much. Mr. Russ, thank you. It was a pleasure meeting you, Miss Powell. Oh, Omi, I am so sorry. I hogged that whole conversation. Tim Russ comes over and I didn't even let you talk to him. It's fine, Izzy. He wasn't here to talk to me. Phil was pleased. Second place, his best finish yet. And he had to admit that Mirror Universe Mourn costume had been pretty damn amazing. Next year, though. Next year, I'm taking the gold. In the meantime, Phil was still waiting to hear from Marlowe. Still waiting to hear that his next clue had been passed along to Louisa. She should have been there by now. The riddle wasn't that hard. Had he underestimated her? No, he was sure he hadn't. He just had to be patient. Uh, yellow, Marlowe speaking. Marlowe, it's me. Yeah, me who? Me. Don't you have me in your contacts? Well, I don't know the answer to that question, now do I? If I don't know who's calling, how can I know if you're in my contact? Because my name would pop up on your screen when I call. Oh, no, 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 Cherie. No, no names show up in my screen at any time. I'm a very private person. I got all my IDs blocked. That's not how... Nope. Never mind. It's Phil. Me is Phil. Ah, <laughs> yeah, Phil, how you doing? Do you have any news you would like to relate to me right now regarding the assignment you are currently on? Oh, well, I've been playing some chess here, seeing as I'm at the tables anyway. I never really played chess before. I mean, I played it, but, like, not since I was a kid, so I know all the rules. Like, I know how the horsey does a little L jump, you know, and like that. But I don't know about strategies and whatnot. It turns out I got pretty good instincts, <laughs> seeing as I won three games in a row. So I'll take that to mean the person you're actually waiting for has not turned Excuse up yet. Excuse me. Nah, not so as I'd noticed. But I'm keeping a real good eye out. I got an eagle eye, you know. I see stuff from, like, real far away. That's how I keep winning at chess, using my eagle eye. Uh, I'm, I mean... Uh, you know, not that the chessboard is so far away, that it's right here. It'd, it'd be weird to be playing chess over here and then standing way down by the, like, the newsstand or something. No, nope. that wouldn't work at all. But I got my eagle eye out just the same, only in a, you know, a metaphorical sense. Like, you know, looking at the future uh, of the game, I mean. Not like, you know, cosmically or nothing like that. Uh, pardon me, sir? Listen, I gotta go. Hey, man, that's a pretty good Captain Kirk. Make it yourself? Yeah, my company employs a, a full-time costume designer. Cool. I'm more of a DIY cosplayer, but whatever gets you started, right? Were you here last year? You look really familiar. Are you Philip West? Uh, no. I'm Renee. Renee McCoy. Renee Mc... Yeah, that works. Renee McCoy! This song's for you! Your name is fake. Your lies are through. Nope, I'm out. Oh, no, you don't. RLPD, asshole. You stay right where you are and enjoy the floor show. You earned it. Fuck. You tried to lead her on a chase with childish clues from place to place, distracting from your stellar jaunt like 3D chess, a gamesman's taunt. But chess is not for dim bulb twerps. 
or soon to be imprisoned perps. Louisa saw right through your plan. She solved her case. She got her man. Your scheme is foiled. Your plan's a dud. Your crimes are done. Your name is Mud. <laughs> and now for your Miranda rights. You know the drill. Don't try to fight. Just raise your arms, you foolish sop. And hold your tongue, Bapuma Cop. Bapumic cop means you're under arrest, apparently. Uh, in Klingon, yeah, I got that. Long time no see, Phil. How's things? Louisa, you found me. Did you get my letter? Sure did. We've got people taking in your accomplice right now. Uh, don't do that. He doesn't know anything. He's just a guy from Craigslist. He's not who you should be worrying about, shithead. Louisa, I just want you to know I meant it when I said I missed you. Aw, Phil, baby, I know you did. Okay, can I just go to jail now? Sure thing, asshole. Take him away, boys. Wait. So, uh, how was that? Wendell, you couldn't have been more perfect. Thank you. Hold on a second. Not, uh, exactly what I expected from a first date, but interesting. I'm gonna go put on different clothes now. Uh, I'll see you tonight. Oh yeah, we're still definitely on for tonight. But if Phil goes to jail... Gemma, what's going on? Isabel, good, I was about to come looking for you. Who's... who did you just arrest? Who will send groceries to Michael? Philip West. His fingerprints are all over the cans of baked beans that were planted in your nephew's bedroom. Oh. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You got him. We got him. How? I... Oh, my God. Oh, Isabel, let me introduce you. This woman here is private investigator Luisa Alvarez. Oh. Uh, I... We couldn't have brought him in without her. You. Oh, uh, hugs. Hugs are fine. Thank you. Thank you. Excuse me, Miss Linda Coolidge, pardon me? Chuck, how the fluffing heck did you get here so dang fast? Uh, I beamed in? Eh? Eh? I don't get it. It's a Star Trek thing. I figured. Look, Chuck, we can talk later. Right now I've got an arrest to process and paperwork to finish. Don't call me, I'll call you. Hey! Hey, Chuck! Chucko! Mallory, did you see the- Fucking A I did. Saw the whole trip. From the cosplay award ceremony to the bumblefuck G-Man team pretending to blend in with the crowd to the sing-along perp walk. And I can tell you all the fuck about it. That's what I like to hear. Camera, you ready? Good. Me and Mallory are going to work. Greater Boston is written and produced by Alexander Danner and Jeff Andreessen with recording and technical assistance from Mark Harmon. You can follow Greater Boston on Twitter at ingreaterboston or on Tumblr at greaterblogston.tumblr.com. Follow us there for news, updates, and behind-the-scenes chat about the show. Huge thanks to Patreon supporters Bridge and Rasmus. You too can support Greater Boston on Patreon at patreon.com slash greaterboston. This episode featured Braden Lamb as Leon Stamatis, Jessica Washington as Isabel Powell, Summer Unson as Charlotte Windsor Coolidge, Mario DeRosa Jr. as Isaiah Powell, Jeff Andreessen as Chuck Octagon, Mark Harmon as Andy Wood, Arun Sanity as Tyrell Fredericks, Lydia Anderson as Gemma Lindsay Coolidge, Julia Prop as Luisa Alvarez, Michael Melia as Philip West, Mike Linden as Marlo, Guy, and Wendell, Joanna Bodnick as Mallory, James Johnson as Dimitri Stamatis, and Julia Morizawa as Omiyagawa. 
With appearances by Colin Kelly as in Dorian Cosplayer and Sean Kelly of the delightful comedy podcast Improvised Star Trek as the convention representative, and featuring very special guest Tim Ross of Star Trek Voyager as himself. Charlie and the MTA by Emily Peterson and Dirk T. Greater Boston Trek theme by Eli McElveen. Transcripts available at greaterbostonshow.com. So, lest there be any doubt that our phones listen to us when we're not using them, uh-huh. <laughs> I just opened up um, Google on my phone because I've never actually looked to see did Morin show up in any of the Mirror Universe episodes. Mm-hmm. I got as far as M I R R O, and it auto filled Mirror Universe Morn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lydia, I go to the side. I just don't want to get you wet. God. Do you, get, do you need an umbrella? <laughs> okay. All right. Aw, Phil, baby, I know you did. <laughs> The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. One foot after another. That's all I can do. That's all any of us can do. in the war. Neural implants let me control trucks, drones, whatever you got. Now I'm back and all these government-issued prosthetics are falling apart. What the hell are you doing in my barn? I'm just looking for a little power, and then I'll be on my way. That'll be Arlen Frey. He must have seen you on the drone feeds. Who is he? The meanest son of a bitch with a badge. Broken Road. A dystopian audio drama coming Monday, July 25th, 2022 on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else you like to listen. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Broken Road Pod. Learn more at www.recursor.tv forward slash Broken Road. <laughs>